Well, 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 we're here again. And actually, an E3 happened. <sighs> In multiple parts, spread out. I don't think I liked it this way, I'm gonna be honest. It was a lot. It seemed like there was more than ever, contrary to my previous snark about E3 dying. Perhaps it has already resurrected itself larger than ever before. Um, and because of how much there is to talk about, we decided to call in some reinforcements. <gasps> oh, I love that. It's a very special uh, jumbled title, which... <laughs> I'm, it's something. I forgot exactly what it is. We'll figure it out. And to aid us along the journey in this year's extravaganza, we've got our friends from Player Two Enters a Podcast, Mike, AKA MC Paperstacks. Hello, hello. And Derek, AKA Full Metal Merc. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? up? This is so exciting. It is. I'm actually super psyched to be here. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah, we was, I was super nervous. I didn't nervous. get nervous until right before. Oh my, no. I was like, I'm so nervous. You guys are naturals. <laughs> I gotta admit, I'm a little nervous too. We're like a little baby podcast and you guys have been doing this. I mean, this is your fourth E3 coverage, right? You guys are is old pros by now. Is it the fourth one? It is the fourth one. Jesus Christ. I, so many E3s. Yeah, after we had Nakuma on, I went back and listened to like all your guys' episodes. I was like, oh, wow, this is And I've, I've been oh, a wow, fan for a while now. Oh, wow, and, they're uh, funny. No, oh you guys God. are, we aspire to what you guys do. Oh you guys God. are great. Oh, thank you. I mean, my, I have to cut this. Turn it down it's there. I'm getting hot. <laughs> <laughs> We're really excited to have you. Um, I've also been listening to your old episodes, really enjoying the vibe that y'all have. And like we said in our last episode, uh, we think our audience would really enjoy it as well. So we'll put links to all of your socials in the show notes and ask you at the end where folks can find you individually. Uh, really excited to have you on and, and to be deepening this partnership. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. So let's dive in <sighs> because there's so much. So mm. much. And we're going to go a little out of order because we're going to probably end up splitting this into two episodes. Um if we do end up doing that, we obviously want to maximize listenership. <laughs> so we're going to put some of the most uh, juicy things into each uh, each episode. So uh, don't fret if it's not in chronological order. That transparency for the for the gamer friends, I really appreciate that. That's what we're here for. We're here for transparency. <laughs> yeah. We're putting up a solid glass mirror to the podcasting <laughs> industry. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, anyway, let's talk about the Summer Games Fest, or specifically Jeff Keeley's <laughs> Summer Games Fest, the Summer Games Fest that Jeff Keeley wrote and directed and produced and also conceived the idea of a direct that you didn't have an audience, that you talk directly to the camera, that you have fake conversations that are pre-recorded. That is something that Jeff Keeley specifically came up with. And so I think that we should all uh, really just spend some time talking about Jeff Keeley. It's on brand for Jeff. And, uh, you know, he saw his buddy Ninja in a trailer. He was very excited about that. He got a chance to... <laughs> Talked to a lot of people. <laughs> he was able to say a lot of flowery, wonderful platitudes about gaming and gamers and game gamifying gamification games. And it was good stuff. And I it it, it moved me and it, it touched my yes. my yes. cold capitalist heart. 
<laughs> I can't wait to spend all of my money on pre-orders for games that I've only seen cinematic trailers for. It's going to be great. I pre-order the pre-order. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I feel strongly that this was a very self-congratulatory show and frankly boring Mm -hmm. for how (laughs) self-congratulatory it was yeah (laughs) he's basically like look what i can do (laughs) one of the best things that i saw in reaction to it wasn't even intentional i think it was games radar their recap of summer games fest said e3's summer games fest on it which i know if he sees that (laughs) is gonna be like it's so going to ruin his day. His month. <laughs> Poor, Poor Jeff, Jeff Keeley. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we should talk about the games mm. <laughs> that uh, were revealed or announced or whatever during the Summer Games Fest. Um, the first one, and I think probably, arguably, the most interesting one to me was Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. If you are unaware, it is from Gearbox Studios, and it's a spinoff of Borderlands, basically another looter shooter except a fantasy genre looter shooter, and it has a triple A cast randomly. Yeah, that was spent a lot of money on voice talent. <laughs> right, they did. Right. I think they really are trying to milk that engine for one more game. <laughs> we didn't see any gameplay. Uh, did either of you watch the Gearbox presentation itself? Yes. Yes. Uh, Derek did. And then I actually watched, uh, I, I, I can't remember if the breakdown was during IGN, but somebody broke down even further the trailer for Tiny Tina's confirmed guns, melee weapons, spells, and that Tiny Tina's basically narrating a game of Bunkers and badasses, which is, you know, their analog for Dungeons and Dragons. And that the world can change at the whim of Tiny Tina anytime she feels like. So that should be fun. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm uh, excited to check this out. Yeah, no, same. It's It sounds great. And a breath of fresh air for the Borderlands franchise, which is kind of staled for me personally. Mm. So I'm happy to get back into it. And hopefully this is the way to do it. I think that's actually my hesitation. If there is one, it's that Borderlands 3 was not super well received. And if they didn't learn that lesson, <laughs> then maybe this mm. outing is going <laughs> to be equally crass, maybe is the word that you mm. use. Yeah, yeah. Maybe this is what gets them to leave the whole... Borderlands thing alone and try yeah, something potentially. else. Uh, the writing from the trailer didn't really set off any alarm bells for me. But again, I'm also cautiously, very cautiously optimistic. So we'll see. What I'm not cautiously optimistic about is the Death Stranding's director's cut. Uh, I don't know if I'm more <laughs> mad that a director's cut was made or the very long introduction to the director's cut where Hideo Kojima was just asked a bunch of dumb questions. Uh, it just added salt to the wound. It really oh. did. How was the game I played not the director's cut? <laughs> that is, that is, exactly. Like, what there could was he have so cut? much Kojima bullshit in that game, guys. I didn't. <laughs> I had never played it. I watched Nick play it, and I was like, oh, my God, How? For a game that was written, yeah. produced, directed, <laughs> starred, co-starred. Hideo Kojima was all over that. Kojima yeah. Productions is the company that put it together. Like, how 
could there be more? And why wasn't it just in the original release? I mean, Jeff Keighley was a character (laughs) in that game. That's not the director's cut. Come on. Wait, was really was Jeff Keighley really? I mean, if you did the side stuff, they were one of the bunker people that had like their hologram come up and go, "Oh, you're delivering packages." Oh. I used to be a late night talk show host. <laughs> I mean, so, I clocked right. O'Brien. I just didn't yeah. realize Jeff Keighley was one of them. Yeah, he was in it too. So, uh, director's cut. I don't understand it. Jesus. <laughs> Whoever is gonna suffer through that can have fun. Good luck. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, we won't be. We won't be doing that. No. No, I don't think I will be either, no. (laughs) Cedric will uh, most certainly be playing Jurassic World Evolution 2. I'm embarrassed because I feel like out of the four of us, I'm the only one who's really excited about this. No, I'm excited for it. No, no, you're not alone. You like what you like. Um, As the gamer friends know, I, for some reason, don't really enjoy simulation games, but specifically now love any simulation game that involves animals, be they prehistoric or current. Uh, sidebar, I did run a small simulation zoo into the ground. We'll talk about that next episode. Oh, you, you went bankrupt. I, oof, a lot of debt. A lot of debt. A lot of debt. A lot of debt. I had to sell his rhinos. <laughs> I had to sell a snow leopard. Oh, no. Oh, how much for the horns? Not enough. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Not enough. But yeah, the, the sequel to Jurassic World Evolution is coming, and it sounds like they are addressing a lot of the things that players are like, complaining about the first game which was there's no aquatic animals there's no flying or dinosaurs dinosaurs are animals right yeah yeah, yeah. Pretty much, it seems like they'll be doing a little bit more customization we didn't get like a ton of information it was just like a cute trailer with uh jeff goldblum you know narrating it and his little cute intro where he definitely was reading off a teleprompter and was mm-hmm. like all right let's just do i feel mm-hmm. like he just did a bunch of work Cut the check. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was not the only thing he had to narrate in front of a screen that day. And he just went through all of it. He was just like, to be out of here. All right, uh, all right. Uh, which which script is next? Oh, the uh, Jurassic Park? Oh, perfect. Oh, okay. Uh, here we go. Uh, uh, dinosaurs, right? Yeah, dinosaurs. You like them? Yeah. You want to park? Uh, here you go. Jeff? G- Geoff? <laughs> was it Geoff? Exactly. Is that it? He's like, that'll get him. Um... But yeah, no, I'm excited, and it is already wishlisted on Steam, and I'm excited to go. I'm ready. Cool. I fully expect that I'm the only person excited about Two Point Campus in this group. Um, <laughs> exactly. No response of any kind. Well, I remember I saw that, and I was like, ooh, yay, Jordan, that's his jam. Like, I was happy for you. <laughs> yeah. Two Point Campus is, uh, as you can imagine, a campus builder slash simulation uh, slash management game. It is almost certainly going to work just like Two Point Hospital, made by the same people, where, as you can infer, run and build a hospital. Uh, It was (laughs) one of that generation of simulation games that has come out recently that's based on older stuff like Jurassic World Evolution is based on a Jurassic Park builder from our childhood around the same time as the original Roller Coaster Tycoon and Zoo Tycoon and all that kind of stuff. So I'm excited to see this genre growing and expanding in this way. It's not a game I will probably play myself, but I love watching this type of game on YouTube and all that kind of stuff. So I'm I'm excited about it. It's coming out next year. All right. So after that, we got Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt. It's a battle royale game. It's got vampires. They bite people. 
you know the deal. But there was DLC announced during another presentation. So for those of you out there that like to get your bite on, there you go. You know, it's devil adjacent, (laughs) so I will not... I would it, is, it. it is the original Dracula. He was like, I curse you, the heavens, and stabbed across. So you know what it is. I'm exhausted by battle royales. I only have time for one. And so that's fair. I, I won't mm-hmm. be playing this uh, regardless of its adjacency to devilry. Um, mm-hmm. But one thing that I bet you are probably excited about, uh, Mike, Evil Dead, the game. I am. I am very excited, if you cannot tell. <laughs> oh, my God. You can't contain it. Oh, my God. I'm smiling so hard. No, I love Evil Dead. I love how stupid it is. And I think I feel like they capture the essence of the movies really well with the characters. The only thing I'm concerned about and something they haven't confirmed for me, unless you guys heard anything further about it, is if they have a single-player campaign and if it's robust. Because it looks more like a dead-by-deadlight kind of monsters versus humans type thing, which is cool, but I don't play as online as much as I'd like. You know, I got, Mm. I got a wife, a kid, I got another kid on the way. I got like, and I got a full-time job and I do the podcast and it's just single player. And then whenever me and Derek can get on, you know, to, to hang out. So if it's just multiplayer, that's going to make me sad, but I'm still geeking over just being a fan of the franchise. It looks cool. I'm not really into multiplayer stuff like that. It looks like it's going to be, like just straight up multiplayer, so no more power. Yeah, too. I didn't hear. I, I, it wasn't clear to me either uh, what it was intended to be. Uh, the cinematic was full of blood and a chainsaw. I, I am not familiar with the franchise as you might imagine. <laughs> um, it is definitely very devil and horror adjacent. So actually, not even adjacent. It's yes. just right on top of it, sitting right on top of the devil, in, in a, like a little Nas X way. <laughs> Yes, I right. I'm familiar enough because well, I shouldn't say familiar enough. There was once upon a time an Evil Dead haunted house at Universal Studios and mm. the little bit that I know about the franchise that's where I learned it. Yeah, Sam Raimi <laughs> directs the the movies, you know, of course he directed the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. So he's that kind of green goblin goofiness, you'll see that in the original Bruce Campbell Evil Dead movies. Like it's scary, but it's mm. also kind of slapstick, <laughs> if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. that's the vibe they're going for, which is cool that they they captured it in the game. Finally, Jeff Keighley's big announcement <laughs> because he conceived of this probably. <laughs> Elden Ring has been formally announced, given a release date, January 21st, 2022. The internet absolutely lost its mind. Kind of. I feel like the reaction has been overall very mixed beyond the initial hype. I mean, because they didn't show shit. I, I, would, I, I mean, I would agree with that. I thought they showed quite a bit. For something that just only had a cinematic trailer. Yeah, we discussed it a little bit on the show that we just had. And I was excited for the art and just for, you know, continuing another interesting lore heavy game from from software. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Derek, I think, was more kind of dour on it. What what was your original feedback? I can't remember what you said exactly. Well, yeah, when it first came out, I was like, is this a PS3 game? (laughs) Oh, Ouch, dude. Because <laughs> that's what the art style looked like. It made it look like a PS3 Not game. two generations back. Damn. Two generations back. And there's another game that... Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, like no. That in a minute. But, yeah, I mean, it looks cool. It looks like it adds a lot of, like, interest, more interesting gameplay elements to the Dark Souls formula. Mm-hmm. 
right? Summoning a horse out of nowhere. I thought that was cool. And then that that horse jump that he did to jump up the side of a mountain. Love a good horse jump. The monster designs look really dope. Uh, obviously, it's not my cup of tea. I'm not into the soul mm-hmm. stuff like that. And the way that I'm into the soul stuff is the way that Big Nkrumah is into Two Point Campus. I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm probably going to watch people play it. That's that's where I go. So yeah. that's my Two Point Campus. <laughs> I did watch Sekiro. Um, didn't play it. It seems like this is going to end up being a similar deal for me. So feeling in the same boat. Speaking of Sekiro, when you guys first talked about Sekiro on your show, you managed to describe it without mentioning Dark Souls once. Congratulations on that, (laughs) by the way. That was impressive. (laughs) I was like, they did not mention Dark Souls not one time. And they described this game pretty accurately, actually. Okay. So kudos. No, there's a reason for that. And the reason is I did not realize that it was from software. I figured. When I yeah, first I figured, when right. I first <laughs> like came across it, mm-hmm. I didn't know. Yeah. Still impressive. Called out. Called out on my own podcast. No, 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 <laughs> no. not at all. <laughs> not at all. No, I mean, because if anything, it's always the opposite. Everybody's always like, it's like the Dark Souls of cooking games. It's God, not everything has to be Dark Souls, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that like you went hard the other way and took something that could have easily been compared to Dark Souls and didn't compare it to them at all, whether you knew you were doing it or not, was cool. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, that's when I decided <laughs> not to pull it. Same. It's like, oh, I'm just gonna spend my the game getting my ass kicked. No, thank you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the first game in that, like, I, I mean, genre. I guess you could say that it's a, its own genre now. Is mm-hmm. Jedi Fallen Order? Yeah. And frankly, that was only because of mm-hmm. you know what it was. If it wasn't a Star Wars game, I don't know that I would have played that either. And I feel like it's also nowhere near as difficult. I was going to say sure. it's a lot less harsh than, you know, uh, your typical souls like. Like it borrows elements, obviously, but I wouldn't consider it anywhere near like what a, a true souls like would be like. So, yeah. Well, anyway, suffice to say, I agree with the critiques about what it looks like. Demon Souls like just came out and it looks a lot better. So, you know, it's another situation, I think, with Starfield, which we'll get into a little bit later, where clearly the game has been in development for so long that it's just impossible Mm. for the graphical capabilities of the current generation to be on display because the technology just didn't exist when these games, when the skeletons of these games were being built. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that does it for the Summer Games Fest. Let's move on to the smattering of smaller uh, exhibitions, showcases, directs, et cetera, um, starting with Capcom. Uh, I will admit that I didn't even watch this one. You didn't miss much. (laughs) You didn't miss anything. It it literally announced nothing new. You knew everything in the show. If you didn't watch the show. After the show, I went outside and my neighbor's dog approached me and I was like, hey, did you see the Capcom show? What'd you think? And the dog was like, rough. I'll see myself out. Okay. All right. I'll wait. You got dad jokes on Okay, bye. Bye, Michael. I'm so sorry. Yeah, like, I mean... 
I think everyone had such high expectations for Capcom to come out swinging because, you know, they haven't been missing the past, what, yeah, six Cap years? Yeah, God, man. It's been putting out hit after hit after mm-hmm. hit after hit. And then it's just like, hey, you know, we got some Resident Evil Village, you know, Monster Hunter Stories comes out next month. Uh, you know, but just yeah. because they can't do, you know, <laughs> a big fluff piece about their own company, like, you know, Xbox or Jeff Keighley's The Game Fest, or they can't just rapid fire put out a bunch of stuff that they were holding back until their presentation, like the Direct, Capcom is still putting out good games, so I don't want to rag on them too much. But the yeah. presentation, they could have yeah. just not showed up. It's a waste of my time. Yeah. <laughs> How, what do you all think about those rumors about Xbox potentially having Capcom in their sights as a as a purchase? I did not know this. I hope that it's not happening. I don't <laughs> think it's going to happen. I think that they're riding too high right now. And I mean, if you've watched any of their, you know, kind of quote unquote directs, like the ones they were doing for Resident Evil Village, Capcom's feeling itself right now. And I don't think they're going to sell, but I could be wrong. So we'll see. We'll see, we'll see. It's going to take a lot of moolah. <laughs> well, if anyone My, has it. Microsoft maybe. moolah, maybe? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> um, speaking of companies that are feeling themselves a little bit, Devolver Digital, mm. yet again, <laughs> put out my favorite conference of E3. Hands down. It is just so fun. Yeah. I love what they do every year. For those of you who have not been paying attention, four years ago, they started a storyline in their press conferences. And last year, everything just kind of (laughs) exploded. It was very unclear as to what this year could possibly end up being. And naturally, they just made it a dream sequence and then did something (laughs) equally outrageous uh, for this year. And I love that they're keeping it alive, that they really seem to be bought into the idea of this cast of characters becoming, you know, their, like, franchise uh, (laughs) mascots in some way. Uh, I just love that. Premium purchase. Premium purchase. Wow. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. It's a a family show. Gaming Friends is for the the kids. I didn't know it was a family show. show. I'm sorry. Gaming Friends is for the kids the way that Pride is for the kids. Uh, We're going (laughs) to. We we won't be held responsible for what you see. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Or here. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, the Devolver presentation is usually one of my favorite pieces of media generally that comes out in the year. And I, I clapped after it was done. I did. It was I just 30 minutes of media criticism. It was it was great. It was so on point. Yeah. Oh. I really wanted a chili dog afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there on my laptop listening to it with my uh, Raycon ear. Your Raycon earbuds. And <laughs> I just kept chuckling, and my wife looked over at me and she's like, What the fuck are you chuckling about? <laughs> what are you giggling about, man? <laughs> you don't giggle this much at anything. I was like, I just had to show you later, babe. It's, it's hilarious. Because this was my first uh, Devolver Digital like presentation that I'd seen. Oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah, this is the first one I'd seen. Fun. So, because I I didn't really pay attention to them, but yeah, I was just like, oh, they're wild. I love. <laughs> I'm gonna go buy their games right now. Get that Max Pass Plus. Oh, that's free. right. With the Deluxe Devolver Max Pass Plus subscription, you get it for free. <laughs> that's right, free. Go to the site now. You're already subscribed. Once you get in there, you have access to buy all of our games. Free access to buy the games. Now, the games themselves do cost money. <laughs> I'd be silly if we made them free. <laughs> no, they cost money, but you have free access. <laughs> to buy them. 
Oh my! How many times did you watch this presentation? Yeah, that's, uh, that's just pretty once, on point. But uh, I, I got that weird brain. That's impressive. Yeah, I've done the impression a couple okay, times since okay. then. I've been telling everybody about it. <laughs> it's so good. Well, uh, Derek, I think you should go back and watch the old ones. You can just fast forward through the games because most of them have come out. It's just worth watching the presentation. <laughs> I'm gonna go back four years ago and be like, "Oh wow, that game looks really cool." <laughs> uh, this wasn't the order. Technically, I would say indie games or like double A games. Maybe there might be some ones that you do discover just by watching the old presentation because they don't get as much press. You know, there's a, yeah. been a few that I've ended up playing that have come to Game Pass. Actually, uh, my friend Pedro and Carrion being two of them. You know, usually I don't mess around with side scrollers, but for whatever reason, Devolver Digital just gets me sometimes. Uh, Trek to Yomi was one of the ones that they showed off during this presentation. And similarly, I felt that itch. I was like, oh, am I going to play a side scroller again? I think I might. And I think it's going to be <laughs> Trek to Yomi. It looks incredible. The art direction yeah, is just gorgeous. Yeah, it looks It really does. Cool. It looks like stop motion and minis were used in some of the special effects. The way that they, you know, they frame the camera work. It's like black and white, your old samurai style, style film, but just the 2D. Yeah. It, it it just looks gorgeous. It gives Ghost of Tsushima a run for its money as far as art direction is concerned, which is really yeah. cool. Yep. I mean, I feel that way about a lot of the games that they show. Like, there's just like, you could just tell that the people who make those games love games and have loved games for a very long time. True. And it's just, it's just beautiful. It's a beautiful sight to behold. The other big one um, that I would be interested in checking out, I guess, I was kind of less excited when they announced what kind of game that it was, but mm-hmm. Wizards with a Gun looked yeah, really same. cool, um, <laughs> and then I found out it was a sandbox survival game. Uh, those are just not my jam. Mm. I cannot commit to them because I'm already married to too many other games. Like I'm already in a polygamous relationship with several other games. I can't add like a full-time job game into my rotation. It's just Mm. not possible, but that's a great idea. We've all talked about wizards with a gun before. Yeah, for sure. No, it looked, it looked really interesting. The one game that stood out besides Trek to Romy to me was just really quickly inscription, which is like a hearthstone horror game. It's like you're playing cards with the devil or something. (laughs) So yeah, that like Western mm. one. Yeah, well, I don't know if they call it Western, but you're in this like shack, and there's this demon, but it's wearing a mask, and it's like forcing you to play cards, and the cards are doing weird trippy stuff, and you see visions of Baphomet. Definitely a devil game, so you're probably not gonna want to fuck with it. But <laughs> yeah, it was the one that I said looks like uh, those Goosebumps games that you were playing yeah, like, like a cover uh, of Goosebumps. You're right, yeah. with, like because they had the eyes constantly, but a little bit more darker mm-hmm. in tone. Dark, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. but it's coming out this year so keep an eye on it for you know folks who like puzzle card games but also horror games because i haven't seen anything like it to be honest Mm. moving on uh the pc gaming show i had two picks out of the what like 70 games that they showed or something Mm -hmm. it was just an absurd list of games humankind the first one for me basically like the next gen civilization slash Age of Empires hybrid game. You're just building a civilization, but from scratch. It's really about the progress of the entire species from, I'm assuming, Neanderthal slash Homo sapien to present day and then the future. It looks really good. It's been around for years. Um, It keeps getting delayed. So I don't know if that's a good thing, 
or a yeah, I was about thing. to say, I, I feel like I've heard of that before. Yeah, it's, it's, I think this is the third E3 that humankind has showed at. Wow. Yeah, I think it's time. They got to shake it off the pot, yeah. you know? There's, a, there's another <laughs> game we're going to mention later on that's by a single developer that's been in development for a while, and it's something that you and I were both interested in, Jordan. So, yeah, that's, that's the story. That's how it goes if some, you, know, when you, have, you have smaller development teams. So. Yeah, that's true. The second one uh, is Hello Neighbor 2, which seems wildly different from the original Hello Neighbor. I don't know if the intention is to keep the asymmetric multiplayer that is Hello Neighbor or not. Oh my God. I'm totally bugging. I'm thinking of Secret Neighbor, which is the Hello Neighbor spinoff. Mm. My bad. It's just a straight up sequel to the original <laughs> Hello Neighbor. Woo, excuse me. Yeah, I'm that's okay. just off my rocker. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, they're keeping it. Yeah. I can't believe this. Secret Neighbor <laughs> is the one that I have played, which is Dead by Daylight, but Hello Neighbor. Um, mm, okay. You can play as the creepy dude, and you run around and try to kidnap children and put them in your basement, and the kids have to like break each other out of the basement or find the keys to... Get their fr- like. Th- there's something going on. They have to save someone or whatever. Yikes. It's yeah, great. Yeah. It's on Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot of fun. It's it's like just creepy enough, but not too creepy. <laughs> mm. The the gist I got from Hello Neighbor Two was that they were really promoting the AI learning from not only you but everybody that plays the game collectively. So yeah. the more people that play the game and try to outsmart the AI, the more it learns and can kind of anticipate, which to me makes it sound like the game's almost going to get too hard. I don't know how they're going to be able to temper that. Right. It's like it's yeah. sentient. And- <laughs> <laughs> Pretty soon it's going to be Skynet. He's going to take over, you know, the actual, it's right? going to launch the missiles. No, don't give him the codes. So I don't know. This is literally just a CIA psyop to see how we're going to react to <laughs> our, our future overlords. We are we are the architects of our own doom. <laughs> Drop the creepy neighbor. Anyway, I, I I'm interested in it. Um, it it again it just toes that line between too creepy and you know satisfyingly creepy for me. Mm-hmm. Which again that line for me is way. <laughs> different than your line. <laughs> I think you, the, the game you just mentioned uh, from Devolver Digital, I, I believe my comment to Cedric was like, who would want that? I'm like, who, who would want to just be scared like that for the entire time? <laughs> this guy, that's who. <laughs> oh my God. Anything else from the PC gaming show from anyone? Hmm. No, I didn't watch it. <laughs> no, no, I uh, I watched a ton of the Gorilla Collective today, but uh, no PC gaming show. So, what do you want to point out from the Gorilla Collective showcase? Uh, well, uh, a lot of Devil games. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, woo. Um, no, there was a really interesting game called Happy's Humble Burger Farm, and it is a fast food simulator with PS One style graphics. And it's definitely not a survival horror game. Definitely not a horror game. Just make sure that you don't make any mistakes and you give all the customers their burgers on time. And you, it's, it would definitely not be a bad time for you if you mess up. Mm. That's all I'm going to say. The trailer is wild. Watch that. <laughs> uh, so if see. I play perfectly, <laughs> that is not a devil game. Nothing will happen. Yeah, it would be but, great. 
Yeah. Good luck playing perfectly, though. There's also <laughs> <laughs> there's Death Trash, which it the writing kind of gives me I have no mouth and must scream vibes. If people remember that old PC game, it's got a lot of cosmic horror in it, crossed with like Wasteland Punk aesthetic. Think of like OG Fallout style gameplay. Um, and it's going to be coming to Steam Early Access pretty soon. And then I'll mention one more because I have a bunch and I don't want to take over anything. <laughs> but um, there's this game called <laughs> Unmetal. And Unmetal is a comedy stealth game that looks like it's spoofing the original Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake on the MSX. Ooh. And there's a demo on Steam right now. It's actually, the trailer had me laughing. It's really funny. There's this part where there's a cat that goes, round, and the soldier turns around and goes, oh, it's just a cat. And then when you get caught, the, the player character goes, it's just a cat again. <laughs> like that's like, and the guy's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it's just, it's wacky and it, and it, it looks just like the old Metal Gear game. So it's pretty neat. Nice. I didn't have too much that I saw in the Gorilla Collective. One thing is something that Cedric and I very briefly talked about years ago when we went in person to the game developers of Color Expo a very early version of Kung Fu Kickball was available, and I watched a lot of it being played. Uh, really, really interesting to see it as part of a mainstay showcase at E3. Hmm. Yeah, no, it was a lot yeah, of fun. Really that fun. room was packed <laughs> and it was very intense. The children were very intense playing that game. They loved it. I loved it. Uh, and it's good to see that it's like, you know, come come to fruition. It's a whole full circle moment. Cool. It's a lot of fun. Reminds me a lot of Swim Sanity, not in any way the mechanics, but the vibe. Um, and kind of the way I've been describing Knockout City to people, mm. there's nothing special about this beyond like what you can do as the character and what can happen to the ball. Beyond that, it's pretty standard, just you know, kickball. <laughs> like, that's what it is. Um, so I wish the devs best of luck in uh, in their release coming this year. Also, no longer home. Uh, as someone who recently moved, I think about it, you know, a bit. Uh, there's uh, parts of New York that I constantly am missing and and wishing that we're here. So, you know, the melancholy of that stays with you. And this is a game that's a point-and-click adventure about the anxieties of moving and mm. moving away from places and moving to places and all that. So I'm excited uh, to, to dive into that in the future. Uh, should be coming out this year. It sounds like it would make me feel sad playing that. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's the point, you know. Yeah, some sometimes yeah, we. I don't, I don't want to. Sometimes feel sad we play feelings. games to feel things. <laughs> 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 so, Fallen Aces. I, I actually thought of you, uh, Nakuma, because we were talking about how we like detective games, and this isn't really a detective game, but it's a noir style first person shooter, a la like classic Doom. It looks like you're kind of, in, you know, a noir setting. You're probably in the early 1900s or whatever. And, oh, you're back in town, I heard. I'm going to send my thugs after you. They're going to get real familiar with your face, see? And and they come at you all gangster style. And it's got like a 2D cel-shaded sprite look. And I don't know. I, I thought story-wise it looked kind of interesting. And I'm into anything like classic detective or noir adjacent. 
So I thought it'd be something to, for people to check out. They, they said it's going to release on Steam soon. A lot of people said soon when it came to their games. I don't know what soon means. <laughs> so maybe maybe go to Steam and put it on your list. I don't know, but I thought it looked cool. So, According to PS5, soon is June because Ratchet and Clank was in their launch window for the PS5. Yeah. <laughs> and that just came out right. last week. <laughs> cool. And it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually, both Derek and I, well, you just finished it, didn't you, Derek? Yeah, yeah and I, I'm playing it, it through it right now. You, you're right, though. Uh, Derek had mentioned previously that it's surprisingly heartfelt, and it is. I'm like, is this the first RNC game that's going to make me cry? Is it? Ooh. We'll, we'll see. We'll Maybe. see. But it's oh, getting real I heartfelt. Get I did not expect that good of a writing, because usually the writing, is, other than comedy, you know, is second fiddle to the gameplay in those games, but... Yeah. Well, one day we'll get a PS5 <laughs> in this house. <laughs> That'll Soon. be a good day. We'll get- Soon. <laughs> Quick sidebar. I was standing in line today at GameStop for a Series X just because I know my friend wants one. And then he, I messaged him. I said, hey, you want the Series X? And he said, no, nah, I'm good. Oh. <laughs> so I just got out of oh, line. My, you just could have picked me one the, up. Damn. I had the GameStop paper. And, <laughs> I got the GameStop paper hey, and everything. Man, send me, send oh, me a message God. next time. I'm thinking about getting one. Don't tell my wife. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't know. We don't talk about Xbox like that. So yeah, man, know. the Games Pass is dope. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, fuck this. I don't need to be in this one. <laughs> I'm constantly (laughs) keeping an eye out for PS5s because I get notified on Twitter about them and I try to buy them because I know you guys need one and then we have other podcast friends that need one and like I'm legit am trying my best to buy one and have been since November after I got my own. So you will hear about it if I get one for sure. Okay. Lord's work. Lord's work. (laughs) All you got to do is pay taxes and (laughs) shit. And we good. (laughs) Uh, The IGN Expo happened. This is like the first time that it's been big, but I don't think it's the first time they've done one. Um, Mm. It's inconsistent at best, though, to my memory. However, a really cute game that's going to be on Xbox. It's the single developer game that you were talking about earlier, Mike. Uh, Tunic. It looks gorgeous. It's just like you're a little fox yeah. and you get to you're run around fox, little baby. fox world. Yeah, you're a little foxy guy and you're like, it's got really cute, like smooth, almost clay-like graphics too. I love that art style. Yeah. And I was hearing stuff about how they have a a more kind of vertical slice style demo, like the original demo, because this has you know, been in development for a while, didn't really kind of display the, the game's depth nor its range for difficulty. And the demo that's on... Uh, Xbox right now does. So anybody that likes Zelda or any kind of adventure style game, cute graphics, decent music, I think should definitely check this one out. It's going on the list. Sifu also shown off. I think that we've seen some stuff on Sifu before, but not to this level. Are you guys excited for it? Yes. As a beat 'em up fan, definitely. Like I, I literally stream beat 'em up games on Mondays, and I'm always looking for new ones. And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, I'm playing that. So, I mean, and I love kung fu too. You don't understand. I'm like the biggest kung fu fan. If you were in the room with me right now, and you could see my wall, like I have media going across my entire like wall down here in the basement, and a whole section is just kung fu movies. Love them. So I'm, I'm actually super excited about it. This nerd, we love that. 
We'd yeah. love to hear it. Big old martial arts nerd. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then Derek's an anime nerd. We, we fuse together to become, you know, <laughs> fighting nerds. So. Well, if you're an anime nerd, you're a martial arts nerd. By too. default. That's, that's true. I feel like martial arts uh, nerds kind of grandfathered anime nerds, if that makes sense. So, yeah. No, like, I feel sure. like it, 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 <laughs> I, I'm only laughing because uh, I feel like it's not a stereotype, but a bit of a thing that, like, especially, like, older black men love kung fu. True. Kung fu. And yeah, I feel yeah. like because my dad <laughs> watches a bunch of kung fu, when I got to experience anime, I'm like, oh, yeah, this feels mm-hmm. this feels good. Yeah, this is, ain't nothing kung fu. Talking about Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. <laughs> so I'm also excited about seafood. Oh, son, you got the glow. <laughs> Ollie, Ollie World coming out winter 2021. I don't, I don't know about this. Yeah, I, I've tried older Ollie games and they were kind of basic. I like this one because it looks like it has a little bit of a narrative or at least a personality and it's got Adventure Time style graphics, which, you know, is appealing to me in a, from a visual standpoint. I don't know. I have to wait and see. 2D, 2D skateboarding could be done well. I mean, what were those games that they did with the uh, the bikes, the stunt games? What were they called? Trials. Yeah, Trials. Trials did really well. And this isn't exactly like that as far as, you know, direct gameplay analog. But I feel like, you know, Endless Runners, there's there's something in between there where this, this could scratch that itch. I'm just, I don't know, there's something about skateboarding games <laughs> where if it's not Tony Hawk, I just, you can't, you can't keep my attention. <laughs> oh, but what about Skatebird? Did you see Skatebird? There are birds on skateboards. That's I all did. you need to know. I, Go ahead and meet your skateboard. Your little baby honey. birds on skateboards. You Tony Hawk? <laughs> no, it's Skater XL. No, it's Skatebird. Look, I don't want this. My question about Skatebird is, Will there be a Tony Hawk character that is a hawk? Oh my god! I mean, I feel like it's a missed opportunity if they don't. Yeah, if they don't. If they don't do that, I think Tony Hawk should sue them for not including him. You're right. I would sue them (laughs) for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god! Um, I heard you all talking about Bramble the Mountain King. Oh god! That shit looks. Yeah, Derek, you you have freshly watched the trailer. (laughs) Give us your impressions of Bramble. Uh, typical. I mean, the kid gives me uh, school shooter vibes. (laughs) They start out with him like just completely stabbing. He's stabbing something. I don't know. Yeah, we just see him stabbing. Yeah, just over and over and over and over. And then there's like some supernatural stuff going on. It, It it looks like some little nightmares type gameplay. Exactly. Just a side scroller jumping, and then like this white lady pops out. <laughs> lady yeah. in the water pops out. And it's, oof, yeah. oof, oof, oof. <laughs> it's scary. Yeah, which means I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> right, Devil Devil Game 2022. <laughs> Y'all are just gonna have to be our horror game correspondence. <laughs> I would love that. I fully accept the mantle. Horror games every Friday night, baby. <laughs> Uh, oh man, Core Keeper is going to be coming out late 2021. Uh, what are what are y'all's impressions about this one? This looks super cool. This is the one by Puckstorm Games, right? Mm-hmm. It it reminds me a lot of Stardew Valley, but like the mining portion just turned up to eleven. Uh, you're you're basically like doing a multiplayer dungeon crawling and then base defense slash management with a bunch of other people. And the interface and the levels and the, and the little bit of farming to get food for your people and then the, 
the actual mining and looking for um, resources and stuff, it all reminds me heavily of Stardew Valley, which is great. Hmm. I've stayed away from Stardew Valley because I know that I would become deeply obsessed if I did it. And yep. so I <laughs> I can't. I just know that I, I have to remain strong. Uh, I you know, you know what's good, though, about Stardew Valley? Let me try to sell you on it. Um, because sometimes I stay away from Animal Crossing for the same reason. But Stardew Valley ends when you stop, and then it just picks back up when you pick back up. So it's a really cool game to just step in every once in a while and have like downloaded on whatever you play games on the most just so you can get a quick five to ten minutes in and still get that sense of progression. I feel like it's so easy to hop in and out of. Uh, that is what Animal Crossing is, too, uh, in a lot of ways. True. The problem is that I will become strongly addicted and I will not only play for five or ten minutes. That's it fair. will start to take <laughs> over my life. And as I said, I'm already in a polygamous relationship with too many games. Yeah, how are you going to play Destiny? Exactly. If only you, you could clone yourself. Dude. There's just not <laughs> enough big Nekruma to go around. Big Nekruma needs to be bigger. <laughs> oh, we need big Nekrumas everywhere. Big Nekruma everywhere. Big, big. It's big, big, big. Hey, get a piece of big Nekruma. <laughs> uh, uh, Blacktail is on, is on the list. <laughs> Y'all love me some black tail. No, okay. oh, Jesus. No, no. Family show. Family. No. Oh Derek, my down. God. Down, Derek. Down. I'm sorry, guys. I should have warned you. He gets horny. <laughs> black tail, baby. Jail. Straight to jail. Straight, Straight to, to jail. Bonk. You're in a jail, buddy. Sorry. Sorry. Um. <laughs> You can't keep me in here. <laughs> I thought Blacktail would be on your radar too because bow and arrow. Listen, that was my biggest takeaway from this trailer. <laughs> I, I knew I it was. was. Like, oh, I knew it was. There's a bow and arrow in this. That's the main weapon. I'm good to go. I I think that I'm gonna play this a hundred percent because of the bow and arrow. I would like to see more. Um, yeah. I, I still don't really feel like I understand what it's about. Yeah, all I could tell was it's may or may not be about a witch that lives in a swamp or an isolated area and that three different children are providing unreliable narration for the story because they keep switching up the details and that maybe they somehow brought a story to life by speaking it into existence and then you are the main character of that story and also you shoot shit with a bow and arrow. That's all I really saw. I'm, that sounds dope as fuck. It is. I'm understanding dope. that it's like the Baba Yaga uh, Yeah, that's the story. character's names. Yeah. Oh, okay. The Boogeyman. Which, you know, I only know about from John Wick. Yeah. So <laughs> if, if I could think about John Wick with a bow and arrow, I have the only game that I ever need to play again. True story. So I uh, strongly anticipate the arrival of Blacktail and might uh, just have to bully Cedric off of his PC to play it because I don't think it's going to come to console. Oh, it's coming to PS5, man. Yeah, everything oh, but it? the Switch. Oh. Yeah, everything oh, but the Switch. I thought it was PC only. Look at <laughs> no. this. Yeah, you get that on the Xbox, maybe even on Games Pass. Who knows? Everything's on the Games Pass. Everything is on Games Pass. Oh That's why God. I want an Xbox, Derek, because everything's on the Games Pass. I'm out here spending money, okay, man. Well, now yeah. I know. All right. Now I know. 
Moving on, <laughs> Death's Gambit Afterlife. I don't think that I saw the trailer for this one. It's gorgeous. Oh my God, it's so beautiful, guys. It is Metroidvania, so think, you know, well, Metroid and Castlevania. But it's got, <laughs> <laughs> it's got like a kind of 2D, kind of very slick, mini-frame animation art style. So it's very animated, um, a little pixelated, but like in a good way. And it's got dark themes, so it's devil adjacent, guys. So again, I don't know. E3 2021, <laughs> the year of the devil. <laughs> the, the monsters, I mean, think Castlevania. It's 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 Castlevania, but instead of like Dracula and monster movie monster themed, it's more old ones and Cthulhu monster theme. Like they seem to be a little bit more darker and old one ish, mm-hmm. if that's a word. <laughs> so yeah, I think it I think it looks great. I feel like Afterlife is a update to something that already existed and that's coming out this year. I don't Yeah, recall. I think it's a DLC yeah. technically. Yeah, and they're they're touting like mm, six new bosses, a bunch of new weapons. But it, I just know that the animation and the art direction and the style looks clean and if you're into 2D games, which I know that some of us here have to be convinced to play them, I'm really into them <laughs> and I love Metroidvanias especially, so I think this is going to this is definitely going to go on the shelf. There are just so many things in that that I feel very personally attacked by. What? No. (laughs) (laughs) Not personally attacked. No. Um, But yeah, I I agree that I am one of the people who needs a little bit of convincing when it comes to 2D stuff. So uh, completely fair and reasonable. And we'll see. You know, there's just so much that's coming. Haunted Space looks like sci-fi horror, a.k.a. exactly where I don't want to be. But I don't know uh, if if it was appealing to y'all or not. Yeah, I'm super into it. I didn't see the trailer. Yeah, you did. You just watched it, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've watched so many trailers. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've we been were, watching trailers periodically. Yeah, I was going to say. I was like, what's coming up next? We, ah! <laughs> we watched a few trailers while we were waiting to kind of start recording. But uh, tell, why don't you go ahead first? We're tell them what you thought since you just watched it. Oh, uh, yeah. When it first started, I was like, oh, this is basically Star Wars. And I was like, oh, this is scary. <laughs> <laughs> like, there, was a, there, there, were, there were like floating masses of just kind of skeletal type figures and just monster. You just got to watch the trailer. Nah, looks, that, that was just wild. nowhere. That's the a space... celestial. It's a Marvel game. It's fine. It's probably oh, it's a Marvel uh, game. Yeah, it's Marvel. No, I'm just <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not, not a Marvel game. <laughs> you can marvel at the horror. But the 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 combat looks very good. Looks very polished. I haven't played Rogue Squadrons, so I wouldn't know how well that game plays, but I'd say looking at this, it might give it a run for us. Yeah, I was going to say, as far as what I can can see, the space combat and the ship's combat and the graphics, very clean, very next-gen. It looks beautiful. They have a ship-building mechanic, and as you're exploring space, because it looks like you're going into unknown regions, that's where the, the cosmic horror starts to go in. So part of the trailer, you're panning across an asteroid belt, then boom, you see a face. You're like, ugh. <laughs> so uh, I'm into that. And that's when I was out. <laughs> yeah, and that's when I was right. in, baby. <laughs> so yeah, it looks interesting. It's coming to everything but the Switch. And like a lot of games we saw, it's coming soon. So soon could be tomorrow or it could be six months from now. We don't know. 
It reminds me of the uh, Metroid Exodus trailer from a few years ago um, when I was super into it and then the shark jumped out of the water. I remember that. You don't fuck with sharks. No. He <laughs> no, does not. You no, do not fuck with sharks. sharks. <laughs> oh, man. Obsessed with sharks <laughs> will not fuck this? with sharks. That's watch correct. Shark Week? Yeah, I'll watch that. Not going in the water. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, finally, in this grouping of presentations, another game that I would never touch in a million fucking years. It looks to me like almost a fatal frame reboot slash update. It's called Martha is Dead. Well, you don't want to mess with that. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just from the title alone, it sounds like exactly my kind of game. (laughs) Why did you say her name? Why did you say that name? name? (laughs) Um, It it is about uh, the white lady. Uh, I I keep saying it like that because I keep thinking of Kimmy Schmidt. (laughs) We got this Teddy Ruskman. He's busted. He just keeps saying white lady over and over again. White lady. Um, But I guess this woman was drowned in the lake by her lover. And this is a story being told to a child, mind you. And the child's like, I'm not scared. Tell me more. So the guy drowns the woman in the lake. And then he confesses. And they hang him over the lake, I guess. And then in order to get reprieve from her curse, occasionally she has to drown other people. Then they said, but you can summon her and she may show mercy on you. I'm like, yeah, but but why would you summon her, though? Why would you? Does she give you money or something? They didn't really explain much of the gameplay or why you'd want to go to that lake in the first place. But they just showed a lot of spooky stuff. And that was enough for me. Well... I wish you all the best. I feel like this is a great (laughs) E3 for you, that you're having a wonderful time. So much fun. And I'm happy for you. Thank you. I feel really positive. I mean, I know you said at the beginning of the episode, you know, we've seen a lot of trailers of no gameplay, and I get that. You know, lately I've just been leaning into my joy, so... I might get disappointed later, but for right now, I'm ecstatic. I'm really looking forward to a lot of these games. So I love that. That's beautiful. Well, let's move on to another conference. Mm. The Square Enix slash NX conference, depending on where you live in the country. I came out of that personally not feeling great. I came out feeling attacked. <laughs> yeah, I was I was offended. <laughs> I'm sorry, but 20 fucking minutes for this Guardians game, I was like, y'all, come. <laughs> yeah, they went all in on. on Guardians, didn't they? They went all in on Guardians because they were like, well, we have to make up for the Avengers. And they were also like, all right, so here's this single player adventure because clearly we can't make a game where you can fight as multiple people and make it enjoyable. So right. have Why do we fun all have to play this? as Star-Lord with his Hitler youth haircut? I want to play as like fucking... They definitely missed the point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play as like Guardians game. Or- Play as the least interesting guardian. (laughs) (laughs) Little white man. Play as this white man who orders everybody around. Like, literally, you have a white man, a raccoon, a tree, a green lady, and a green man, and I play as the white man. Yeah, there are far too many games where Whitman is the protagonist, and we don't need another. Come on, guys. I feel strongly like this was initially a multiplayer game. Yes. I definitely, especially since it's coming out so soon. They definitely just like copied and pasted the code from Marvel's Avengers and then just deleted the parts where you can play. Let's just cut this out. I'm sorry. 
I know that's not how games get developed. That's three years but of work. No fucking way. There's no way. There's no way. If we release this multiplayer, the internet's going to drag us again. And we, we can't cannot have that. have that. My like very real concern is something that I pointed out to Cedric about halfway through the presentation. And then it, I kind of had to walk it back. I said, remember what my concern was about Anthem? When we were shown Anthem, the E3 before it came out, even though that E3 was like nine months before it actually mm-hmm. released, they showed the same footage over mm. and over and over again during that presentation. They really just had the one mission and then a few other things. And at the beginning of the Guardians presentation, they were just showing the same shit over and over mm-hmm. again. And then they were going into the mission. So I said, Cedric, oh, well, great. I'm being proven wrong in real time. They do have more stuff. And then throughout the course of watching the gameplay from the mission, I realized they just cherry-picked all of the stuff from the mission to show earlier. So it was actually just one mission that we saw, mm-hmm. which I, it just it, it concerns me that it's coming out so soon that it hadn't been confirmed before now. It's coming out for the Switch so without a Switch Pro, uh-huh. what are the technical capabilities of this game? I just feel like there's a lot of questions <laughs> that they didn't answer yeah. um, with this presentation, and it it leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah, and I didn't really – some people were louding like, oh, they really got the characters. I didn't really like their personalities or their banter. I thought they bickered a little too much. Like everybody was Rocket. Everybody was sarcastic. It didn't feel like they differentiated each other that much. So I'm not excited about the characters. I will mention, though, very quickly in the Switch presentation of Guardians, at the very beginning, across the bottom of the screen, they were like, this is optimal internet settings. Must have a persistent internet connection to play this game. This is going to stream like what? Doom. Oh. This this Guardians on the Switch is going to stream like Doom. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, that answers the question about the Switch Pro, then. <laughs> yeah. I'm, right. I'm thinking the Switch Pro is still coming, <laughs> maybe late this year, early next year. But I don't think that this necessarily confirms Switch Pro. Now that now that I found that little tidbit out, so mm. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm you glad that you eagle-eyed uh, observation. We appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Um, one thing that they are doing that I'm excited about is no microtransactions. So even if I do decide they to buy this said game, that about Marvel's The Avengers, did they? they? <laughs> yeah, they, they oh, literally said no yeah. microtransactions, and then they put them in there anyways. I so don't think I, I really see a line about mm. that. <laughs> I don't trust it. <laughs> well, shit. Um, we'll see what happens. It's coming out October 26th, which is really not that far away. <laughs> no, it is not. Right. No, it We're going to wait for the budget bin. For <laughs> <that>. <laughs> no. <laughs> you ain't got to go to the budget bin. Give me that bin. holiday sale. Give me <laughs> SquareEnix.com. That double discount PlayStation Plus. SquareEnix.com is selling Marvel's Avengers for $25 right now. You don't even got to go to the bargain bin. Fuck. (laughs) The fact that they had to have the Marvel team like come on and validate them Uh, as part of the presentation. uh, Like you had to spend time validating. We really like where this is going. <laughs> They're doing a real good job. Trust oh my us. god! They are comics. It just seems like a fucking disaster. I don't know. I, maybe I'm too cynical. Maybe I I was I was like maybe we are being too cynical. But like also like 
Look Avengers what we just lived was, through. That was it. Was bad. Right, look what, yeah, look, done what to Square me. Enix has done to their Marvel properties so far? They have given me no confidence. So. Fuck up a Captain America game come or a game with Captain America in it. Like that's <laughs> come on. That should have been a fucking money printer for them. The Hulk. <laughs> come on. Speaking of, uh, they're still doing it. Black Panther's coming out, and they announced a War for Wakanda expansion. Um, I, from what I understand, the story parts of that game were the strongest parts. So maybe an expansion won't actually, you know, be bad. Um, I watched it on YouTube. Who knows who's going to play it? I, I feel like the population mm. of the game is yeah. just not there. Yeah. Yeah. At, le- at least it's going to be free. Um, it honestly looks bad. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> not even. Uh, I'm not even gonna lie. They didn't show any gameplay or anything. But if it's anything like just regular Marvel Avengers, it's like mm. yeah, because that's the thing. It's, and where is Spider Man for PlayStation? Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean the gameplay itself is just not that fun. Anybody that's played it like has that memory of how sloggy it is and just ugh. Mm-hmm. And then putting Wakanda over that, I don't want any bad associations with Black Panther. I love Black Panther, so I don't even want to try it. <laughs> Won't even tarnish that one. Won't even tarnish. Like, man, Black Panther's trash. No. <laughs> After playing no. that. No, what kind of no? One legacy that is uh has some staying power. Life is strange. It's getting mm. a remastered collection. Very soon, September 30th. And also a new game, Life is Strange True Colors. Can I just say that the remaster collection looks exactly the same? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the game. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when they did the 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 graphics, like comb over is what I'll call mm-hmm. it, because <laughs> that's basically what it is. <laughs> They're just like, this is on PS4. Ooh, this is what it looks like now. It's like that's the same game, <laughs> and it's still mm, no. <laughs> uh, you know, I played a little bit of the first chapter. I think I got through the first chapter. Uh, and life. I played the whole first game. It's good. Well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of, especially diehard Life is Strange fans are like, why y'all just... Is that giving? a thing? I, yes, it is. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, no, that's is. totally a thing. It has a huge following. Yeah. Okay. I feel like the diehards okay. are like, uh, thanks, I guess. They're like, I definitely will buy this and play it again. But... I guess the graphics are like slightly better, so whatever. They don't even have to. It's it's coming free with the pre-order, I think, for for colors. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah that's okay. true. If you get true colors, you just get it. So All right, fine. yeah, they'll, they'll be fine. Y'all be fine. I feel like this game and yeah. frankly, Telltale games, it's impossible to make them look better because they like the the class the style that they're in. It is what it is. It's not going to look better or worse. Yeah, yeah. upscaled. Or, you know, on an old hardware, it's, I think that it, it looks great the way that it is. And that's probably why there's not <laughs> like, we don't actually need to make any changes here. Perfect. <laughs> Marvel as your favorite game <laughs> receives a face. Maybe 60 well, FPS or something. Hype gameplay and, you know, the hella good dialogue. That's hella right. good. And uh, hella. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. Final hella Fantasy, cool. The Spirits Within is the best movie ever. Hella good. Right. <laughs> no, I actually really enjoy the game, so I'm being silly. But yeah, I, I'm looking forward to True Colors, the power of empathy. Right. Looking forward to attuning with Again, people. I don't want that. <laughs> the rest of the presentation, I feel like, is y'all's domain. So I'm just going to turn it over because I don't I don't have anything to, to add. Okay, sure. 
Okay. Uh, yeah. So Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster Collection on the PC. Haven't we already been here? I feel like we have. And mobile multiple times, times, right? Yeah. What are you doing differently? What have you done for me lately? Now, if they were like <laughs> Final Fantasy 2D HD Remaster Collection, let's go. I'd get that in a heartbeat. Right. This I'm not too excited about. I don't even get it. Uh, so moving on. We got Strangers of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Derek and I actually talked about this a couple of weeks ago when it first leaked. I was kind of low-key hoping it would be a Warriors game because it was made by Team Ninja, who made Hyrule Warriors. But it does, the rumors of it being like a Souls-like ended up being true. Um, Derek, you played the demo too by this point, right? Yes. Tell me what you think. (laughs) I I, I think I have a more positive opinion than Derek, so I'll let you get yours out of the way. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. My, <laughs> I don't have too much bad to say about it. I just want to put that uh-huh. out there. But when I first booted it up and he was in that wheat grass field, mm-hmm. I said, what is this PS3 game doing on the PlayStation? <laughs> there was a lot of bloom. <laughs> like the, you know that, you know that, that shimmer that like PS3 games would have? Was, yeah, bloom. Yeah, it was so bad. I was like, what is happening here? Um, the gameplay was actually pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Switching classes. Your magic attacks that you could charge up, and we—the fact that you couldn't cancel out of stuff though—that really bugged me. Yeah, when you would charge up your magic attack, and it's just you're stuck holding that position, you can't cancel out of it. You just have to cast it. Weird choice. Um, the character designs were like some people were saying the main character is basically just Eminem thrown into Final Chaos. Fantasy Dark Souls. <laughs> Chaos. I gotta Eminem with chaos. the Chaos. I gotta kill Chaos. Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like what I I got all the way to the end of the mm. demo and the boss swiftly kicked my ass 30 times and I said, Well, this is not for me, but I had I had fun while I was here, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so souls like but for real. Again, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It like I was watching <laughs> Michael stream it and I was like, let's see how many times it takes you to beat this. 62. <gasps> no, oh, I'm just, oh, I'm just kidding. God. It was probably like 20 something. I, I lost count. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was bad, but uh I'm gonna pass it over to you, Mike, because uh oof. Yeah, so as far as the comparisons <laughs> to Dark Souls, you have not bonfires, but like these crystals where you can replenish your charges of potions because you can hold like in the beginning up to five unless you find them as loot and it resets your MP. You start with two MP bars and then all the monsters reset, which is very familiar. Um, There are some cool mechanics at play here. They only let you play as one of the three characters, but you have this kind of give and take attack where you have your regular attack and then you have special attack or a combo attack that will take up MP but you have this special, like they call it a soul shield, where if you put it up right before mm-hmm. you get attacked, you can actually not only get MP back, but you can extend your MP bar. So they really want you to be able to parry uh, attacks. Also, if a monster does a signature attack, like for people who play Final Fantasy, take a bomb, that w- they would shoot fire at you. You can actually, if you block with the soul oh, yes. block or the soul stone, whatever it's called, you can absorb that ability and then have charges of it to throw back at another monster. And hmm. it doesn't uh, use up NP. So it's like an extra mechanic. The boss had uh, had an attack like that. Goblins had like stone throw it. Like all the monsters had one attack just like that. 
As far as the difficulty, I feel like when you level up, because you get skills really fast in the demo, you level up really fast and you also have a job system. Mm -hmm. And each job has, well, most jobs have an advanced job. So you start as like a fighter and then you can get to the advanced job warrior. And, and if you pick up different weapons, that seems to, to be what unlocks jobs. So I picked up a mace and then I unlocked like the magic job and that's where you saw my casting spells. You can press triangle to switch in between warrior and magic user. And that actually really helps because there's a stamina system kind of like Dark Souls where you can wear down the stamina of enemies. And if you do, you can kill them early by turning them into red crystals, which is the whole chaos blood thing that you see in the trailer. Chaos. chaos. <laughs> and, but your your own stamina can be worn down if you, if you block too many times with your parry. And if that happens, you can switch to your other job on the fly with triangle, and then you have a full stamina bar again, which helped me beat that final boss. When I got to Garland, he swiftly kicked my ass a bunch. And like Derek, I was really mad because when I needed to heal, I couldn't cancel out of the animation of healing. I couldn't mm. cancel out of certain ability animations. And it felt just a little too clunky for the fact the boss was, if I got knocked down, the boss just threw everything he had at me and I wasn't getting back up. So <laughs> it, it really meant that I couldn't make any mistakes. But I also felt like if it wasn't for pride, I probably could have just stopped, went back and leveled up some more and maybe had an easier time, but I refused to do that. I also could have put it on easy mode, another singularly not Dark Souls thing. You have three difficulty modes when you start off. Um, but I was playing on normal. I did eventually beat Garland. It felt great, but also he sucks and I hate him. <laughs> I think I'm going to check it out. Like Derek, I wasn't super impressed with the graphics, but I dug the aesthetic and definitely the battle system. And I think fans of action RPGs should give it a look. The demo's out right now. At least uh, I know it's not on PS5, but I, I believe there's a PS4 demo. I have to confirm that though. Can you keep your progression if you do the demo? You sure can. Yes. Oh, oh wait, no, wait, actually, no, I'm sorry. No, oh, that's, you cannot. Yeah, that's for a you cannot. No, there's, there's, <laughs> Never mind. I've been, I've been playing. <laughs> I've, Chaos. No, I've been, I've been looking at a Chaos. lot of de demos recently. I know the Monster Hunter Stories demo you can, and the Metopia. Those are the ones I've been looking at. I'm sorry, I got confused. No, you cannot keep your progress for Final Fantasy Origin. In fact, I, the game may ra uh, radically change because after you beat it, they, they prompt you for a survey. And I filled out my survey on stream. I don't know why. <laughs> so you can see me in real time going, I watched how did I feel? Mm, well, I'm very satisfied. <laughs> I was like, very satisfied? This is bullshit. <laughs> I was extremely I said neutral and dissatisfied for a couple of things. Yeah. So. Well. But yeah, that's, that's Stranger, Stranger Paradise. Stranger Paradise, Final <laughs> Fantasy Origin. I'm so excited for everyone who's going to play that game. Um, and <laughs> I, I hope you have fun. <laughs> Thank you. Me too. We're going to switch companies now. Head on over to France. Fra France. 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 Hurry up with my damn croissant. Croissant. Oui, oui. Oui, oui. Jean-Claude Van Damme. French toast. Ubisoft. Um, no. Well, now it is officially Ubisoft. It's not it Ubisoft. Is, not Ubisoft, but I think it's the most important development of this E3 season, to be quite it honest. It is a Ubisoft original, not an Ubisoft original. Get it right. Mm. Oh. Incredibly important news that yes. we're breaking here <laughs> wow. on Gamer Friends. Mm -hmm. Um my Grammar <laughs> <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> my overall reaction to the Ubisoft presser is 
overwhelming positivity. I just, I hate what's going on behind the scenes at that company, and I love Same. all the games that they're putting out. I have just become enamored with their recent models, and I know that there are, like, fucked up things going on. I know that Assassin's Creed is broken for a lot of people. There were a lot of delays with Watch Dogs and stuff, but I also think that they're just solid games and even if they're not your cup of tea they're not bad games by any stretch of the imagination and if you're really into them they're providing content for you to keep going and keep playing them and putting out a bunch of new experiences i have some misgivings namely that we didn't hear anything about the division uh which is weird because they just did a big thing like announcing that they're coming out with new division content not just for the division 2 but also that new standalone free to play game called the division heartland we had that big leak i it, clearly the gameplay is out there so show it to me without mm-hmm. a watermark and without it looking like it was filmed on a potato like that i want to see what the game looks like and i want you to explain it to me and they explicitly said it's coming but not today yeah massive warned us ahead of the conference that they weren't going to be there but i i don't know i just didn't believe them i was like oh yeah they're not going to be uh, yeah, there but they're going to be yeah, at microsoft sure, wink, wink. <laughs> right uh but no they weren't anywhere um so that was disappointing and then also i think skull and bones might be dead we just haven't heard about it for multiple years oh, that's right it keeps mm. like getting well, sent back to the drawing board i want this fucking co-op pirate game i want a good one i didn't like sea of thieves <laughs> I, i'm not i don't i don't think it was that fun uh for me personally i think that the ubisoft version is going to be a lot better so i want skull and bones to exist and uh i i wish that it you know had signs of life beyond good and evil too like all these things that they've announced and then just <laughs> not talked about for years um beyond that I think that what they did show was very positive and I, I'm excited about them all. Yes. I oh. am very excited about Rainbow Six Extraction. I can't believe I'm actually going to play a Rainbow Six game. For like, for real, for real. I've always dabbled a little bit, but this looks great. It's basically like Rainbow Six with zombies. Well, not zombies. They're like, oh. Uh, what's the difference? Uh, zombie zombie monster. Aliens. Things, things with goop that you have to, you know, shoot out. And, <laughs> goop. and I, I like the the high stakes. You know, you if you if you die, you die. You know, if you get captured, you got to go out and get your mans. You know, that mm-hmm. it sounds like it's going to be like really frustrating. It sounds like it's going to be really fun. And I'm excited. I'm excited. Soon it's coming too. I need them to bring back single player Rainbow Six. <laughs> I talked about this on our episode last week. Yeah. And, and he's like, and like Fuck Rainbow all that Six shit. Vegas one and two. <laughs> like it literally just look I'm sorry, it looks like Siege with Aliens. Yeah. That's what it looks like. <laughs> and, and they're like, and that's what we want, sir. Yeah, the thing is, I would not play Siege. Give me back my single player Rainbow Six. We've moved away from the devil games and into our domain. <laughs> right. I feel like I feel like at this point though, a single player Rainbow Six would basically look like Call of Duty. Mm, yeah. So yeah. the last Rainbow Six yeah. game that I think I played was wait. 
Oh my god, I might be exposing myself. Have I ever here. played a Rainbow Six game? <laughs> is Splinter Cell Rainbow Six or is that Tom Clancy? Oh, it's, oh my it's god. Tom Clancy is what it is. <laughs> he said, "Oh Lord, get this out. man out of here! Oh, get him out of here!" <laughs> I don't think I don't. I, don't yeah, have I need some water. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom line is, I'm very excited about this. I didn't know that it was going to have like the operators the way that Siege has them and that they were going to be the same ones. I think that's really cool and smart for a company to reuse assets mm. like that. Mm. Um, I know that there's a few folks in our orbit who are super into Siege, super into Rainbow Six in general. Um, so I'm excited to hop in. I'm also hopeful that Ubisoft Plus will eventually be part of Game Pass. I just, I'm willing that into existence. Uh, if EA can do it, Ubisoft can do it. So maybe this will end up being something that I can play on Game Pass. But uh, we have until September 16th to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited for everyone who wants to play this Thank game. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Good Look at how guys. the table's turned. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> yeah, good yeah. for you guys now. <laughs> Riders Republic was also shown. Um, I mentioned this earlier, but like skateboarding, snowboarding, bike, bicycling and stuff. Not usually my cup of tea, but for whatever reason, I'm just enamored with this. It just looks so fun. Um, and having so many people in one map, what was it, 120? It was some ridiculous number of people that are going to be able to be a part of these races and stuff. I just think that that's really cool. Um, and it's coming out September 2nd. Yeah, it, it looks like chaos. It yeah. does sound like chaos. It looks yeah, cute. It's chaos. like uh it's like you must the, be it, chaos. Yeah. <laughs> is your name Chaos? I'm here to is this Chaos's house? Sorry. It's uh, <laughs> I'm here to shred some powder chaos. Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like Star You. <laughs> y'all are y'all are chaos. they're clowns, is what it is. Oh, you are. I'm sorry. Have you not been listening to our yeah, I have. Y'all, y'all clowned clowns. the fuck out of Big Nick. It was good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, was like, oh, it's like the crew too. That's what their their racing thing. Except it's just niggas on bikes, so that's cute. I'm not gonna play this, but I hope the people who do have yeah. fun. I, I'm sorry, it's just not for me, but it's it's cute. Look, if Nick gets it, I'll, I'll play gliders, it for that's cool. All right, yeah. if Nick buys it, I'll play it. You know, because then I don't have to yeah. pay for it. I feel exactly the way about Riders Republic that I did about Knockout City until I played Knockout City. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So you mm. think I'm you think I'm casting too much judgment here? I'm being too no. I think I, they haven't really given you much to go off of. Yeah, there's going to be a bunch of different racing types in it, but Ubisoft driving is almost universally awful. Like, is bike riding going to be awful? Is, I hope not. I hope they figure that <laughs> shit out at least. Is skateboarding going to feel awful <laughs> as Ubisoft game? Like, I don't know. I their driving has just notoriously this is the one that's like terrible. a spiritual successor to Steep, right? I think so. Um, or at least parts of it are. I think it's definitely oh, more expansive than Steve that. Steve was good. I got it for free because I think it like came out for PS Plus or whatever. Um, and I played a bit of it and I enjoyed it. Like I like me a good snowboarding game. So it was just a little structureless though. It wasn't like SSX where it's like, you know, join the races and mm-hmm. music and all that. They're just, they drop you on a mountain and go have fun. And, yeah. Uh, Bring back, bring back cool boys. You're supposedly no, going to no. be able to recreate a bunch of really famous tournaments and stuff. So, like, whether that's a snowboarding tournament or a BMX tournament, the Red Bull race, there's just a bunch of things that they're trying to recreate. So it's okay. like if Steep 
was also Tony Hawk plus like I don't know what else they have. Extreme sports in general. Thirty yeah. other extreme sports. <laughs> <laughs> like you be paragliding and flight suiting and stuff. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. It'll be yeah. cute. Uh, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Mario plus Rabbids Spark of Hope. Um, I didn't play the original XCOM with Mario. It's just not <laughs> something that I am it's so on. I keep hearing that it's so good. <laughs> it's really good. I keep hearing that. Right, how about, let me, I didn't beat it, but like... I was, let wow. me ask this question. Yeah. I do not do tactics games because they're like simulator games that are more complicated I think, and they kind of turn me off. Like, I'm not... Like, if I want to have a game where people are shooting at people, I want to shoot the people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is this mm-hmm. a type of game where, like, you have to, like, tactics to enjoy it? Or would a normie, like me, to this genre be like, okay, this is actually kind of fun? You'd like it. I hate tactics. Oh. Absolutely hate, hate it. Absolutely yeah, I've been trying to get Derek yeah, into I, tactics. <laughs> I'm like, try Fandle Hearts. Hey, He's like, nah. Hey. Try Fire Emblem. <laughs> no. But he likes this game. No. Yeah. <laughs> Try Mario yeah, Rabbids. You're like, this is, it, this is right. the shit. It's very accessible. It's not as just confusing as other tactics type games. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, move your character here. Uh, if you move this character to this one, they can throw him. And you can do some big damage, like, from behind an enemy. Like, it's just, it's 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 cute. And it's cute. It's really cute. I would mirror that sentiment. There's enough to in between the tactic style gameplay, which it, it it's very colorful. It moves things along. It feels less like chess and more like you're mm. picking up little toys and setting them in front of other toys and, you know, imagining them fighting each other. But you also have exploration elements. You got light puzzles. There's things that break up that tactic style gameplay. So it's a really good segue into tactics for someone who is maybe interested but never really got into them. Derek's not the only friend of mine that's told me that, like, I hate tactics games, but I dug this game. So it might be something to check out. I have to check it out. Okay. It's $15, I might, I might be the original one. 15 bucks. 15, that's it? 15 bucks. It's been on sale. Yeah, it goes on sale ever. like every other day. Yeah. <laughs> is it Ubisoft that? is like, I don't care if it's Nintendo. We put this shit on sale. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's like, no, I cannot believe that a Mario game is being sold for less than full price 10 years right? after it comes out. Ugh, right? That's beautiful. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. $15. I don't have nothing to lose, really. It's yeah. so fifteen dollars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've heard nothing but good things, um, and I also want to point out what I think is the most significant thing, mm-hmm. which is that it looked too good for a Switch game, <laughs> and so suspiciously there was a tweet. That was deleted. We have a <laughs> screenshot of this tweet. Uh, I don't know how long it ended up being up for, but Jason Schreier tweeted immediately after the rabid Spark of Hope announcement that it was reminiscent to him of when Watch Dogs was announced, the original Watch Dogs, by Ubisoft. And everyone's question was, how does this game look so good for an Xbox 360 when in fact it was an Xbox one exclusive game and the Xbox one just hadn't been announced yet. So they couldn't tell you what platform it was coming out for. Hence why it looks so good. They did say it was coming to switch, but they didn't say that it was coming to switch anytime soon. So I think this is switch pro confirmation. (laughs) I will second that. 
Switch Pro confirmed, at least for 2022. We know this. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So you got to get the tinfoil hats on for, for in the gaming world. That's... Mm, I'll yeah. see it when I see it. That's all I... We'll see. I mean, that's, that's fair. We've been hearing rumors for the past few years. I know everybody's kind of jaded. This year, the rumors were, okay, this person sold these manufacturing parts. These folks bought them. These parts are being shipped here. This patent was secured. Like... It was just such solid manufacturing evidence that they are making a Switch Pro. Uh, they're holding it under wraps probably for a myriad of reasons, notwithstanding COVID and the uncertain future. But I think it's happening, guys. I, I really believe it. Yeah, I think it's definitely happening. Um, but I agree that it's probably not until 2022 yeah. that we're actually going to see it. <laughs> um, Far Cry 6, they didn't really show off the gameplay for Far Cry 6, they mostly focused on the DLC. They had just done a gameplay reveal earlier in the month. And so I am psyched for this game. Uh, we talked about it on our last episode. I'm sure y'all have talked about it. Uh, so I won't spend too much time on it. Other than to say it's coming out October 7th. And the DLC looks incredible, as Far Cry DLC usually tends to be. Um, it's not connected necessarily to the main storyline of the game. And I think that's what makes Far Cry DLC special is they usually just do some wacky shit and have fun with the engine, which mm -hmm. I love. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Like Blood Dragon was neat. So, Yeah, I mean, like, this is going to be a day one purchase for me. It's Giancarlo Esposito. Like, come on now. I get to blow Support shit up and watch him give the performance of a lifetime because every performance that he gives is the performance of a lifetime. <laughs> it's beautiful. I don't, I don't give Ubisoft money, but if I see it in the wild used, I'm snatching it up. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, really quick before their big final announcement, which, okay. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Watch Dogs <laughs> Legion, Rainbow Six Siege, For Honor, and the crew are all getting DLC and updates. Again, unclear why they couldn't have just included the division in that very <laughs> quick list of things where they went over them really briefly. <laughs> it, it just makes me nervous, but whatever. Okay. Maybe they're getting their own big presentation. I should just shut the fuck up. <sighs> but I, I have concerns. Um, anyway, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, the long rumored Avatar, not the last Sandbender. Um, Big blue niggas experience. that fuck each other with their hair. I, they didn't do it in the trailer, mm. which I was very disappointed by. They really didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see Where the any head, tail, tail fucking. Fuck thingies. Yeah, put your flower into my flower. Let's squeeze them. Come on, let's go. Yeah. Let's yeah. exchange juices through these long blue tubes. Oh. Fiesta. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a family show. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Family show. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. But I got to say. You almost said the unobtainium. <laughs> what they did show uh, looked cool. I mean, it's Avatar, Ooh. I guess. I, I don't mm. think I'm a, I'm a, I'll see what happens. When did Avatar the movie come out? Over 10 years ago. 15 years and ago. It and it looks better than this game. That's what I'm tripping about. <laughs> How are you going to make a game about a movie that came out like a whole ass like person who can drive a go? And, and it still doesn't look as good. Come on now. Even like, Toy Story be looking like Toy tell. Story on, on Kingdom Hearts. Come on now. Yeah, you can tell from the trailer that it's just going to be a 
online multiplayer game. Yeah, you said that before. I guarantee you there's not good. Yeah, I guarantee there's not going to be a single player campaign. And I think that this game is going to flop so hard. Because mm. who cares about Avatar anymore? Well, really? I mean, you know, Cedric does. I know there's no. I know there's diehard fans, but there can't be that many. <laughs> no one cares about the Avatar franchise more than okay, the Russo brothers right now. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, we'll see. I don't know. I uh, you know for for the people who are were, were waiting for this year, a whole person who can drive now ago. Uh, I'm happy. For you, <laughs> you know, that's the thing for me. They'll have if fun. this was ten years ago, I would be excited about this game. Because, right. you know, the movie wasn't that great, but the universe was still new and exciting. Mm. And they talked about having all these sequels and stuff. I'm sure those movies are eventually going to come out, um, probably. Mm. It's weird that they're doing all these media pushes, like opening the Pandora part of the Disney park in Universal. And now this big game that's been rumored for a long time, like... Why are all these Avatar properties coming out so long after the original movie and before the sequel? Like, if the sequel came out to raise awareness, like, oh, yeah, Avatar's a thing. And we're doing more stuff in the Avatar universe with other types of media. That seems like a coherent strategy in a way that this does not. Maybe this game is going to come out after the next movie. Who knows? Because yeah, they didn't put a date on it. Yeah, it does seem out of order. You're right. Yeah. But we'll find out at some point. And whenever they decide to tell us, we'll report it back. I have to say, probably without enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same on our show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've made it through all but two conferences. However, the other two conferences are the biggest conferences. So buckle in. We'll try to get through this quickly and efficiently. Microsoft and Bethesda.